0: welcome back to the me myself and her podcast. This is sure to be a conversation that resonates with many of you. And I'm so excited to be joined by my colleague and friend Patience Riley. And before we get into the conversation, let me share with you a little bit about her so that you understand more fully why I chose her to join the conversation with me today. Patience Riley is a mother, a wife, a licensed therapist, personal wellness coach, and self-care advocate, and she is currently developing mental wellness workshops, authoring a self-guided journal, and reaching women through her Woe Mama blog. Patience is the owner of Prepared to Prosper LLC, where she provides telehealth counseling to Florida and Nebraska residents, and personal wellness coaching to professional women who are new mothers. So she recently took a professional pause to give birth to and to stay at home for a little while to parent this gorgeous baby boy that is the subject of many of her woe mama blog posts. She is also a military spouse. um, But as a new mother, she is extremely passionate about the expansion of her practice to decrease the mental health stigma and feelings of guilt surrounding other new mothers. In the coming weeks, she's going to be posting a new blog post titled A Different Kind of Mom Guilt. And that is the conversation that we're going to have today. During this conversation, she will discuss social distancing as it relates to new mothers and how our current state of social distancing has great possibilities for us and our relationships. So don't forget to check out the show notes to find out more information about how to connect with and learn more about my guest Patience Riley. Now sit back and listen in to our brief but very powerful conversation. So, welcome, Patience Riley. You can start anywhere you'd like, letting the audience know uh, what we're going to talk about today.
1: So, I do have a blog called Whoa Mama, and it's pretty much a mental wellness blog for new mothers. I have noticed that folks who aren't mothers have been able to read the blog and have some takeaways from that as well, but I I'm pretty much just talking about things that are going on in my life and my experiences as being a mom, as being a therapist, as being a helping person, and just kind of putting that content out there and seeing what happens. It's been a really nice platform to have. It just started here in 2020, so I'm just kind of excited to see where it goes and what topics that it may bring up for other people.
0: What was the catalyst for you going this direction with all the different layers of who you are as a woman? Why did you add this additional layer of being a blogger?
1: I added that piece in because I needed a bit of an outlet as well. Right now... I still haven't gone back to working with my clients, which is something that I love doing. And so I was looking for a way for me to be able to reach people as well as be able to have that outlet for myself. And writing was one of those. So I figured, hey, why not just start this
0: blog, see what happens with it, and just do it. And that's wonderful. Because just knowing you personally, I know that you have taken like a parenting pause, but you're still making impact.
1: Yeah, so my latest blog post is called A Different Kind of Mom Guilt, and pretty much the whole world is aware of the state uh, that we're all in right now with people doing social distancing, being in their homes maybe more than usual, um, not being able to get out and interact with people like they may have. So it kind of brought me back to this space where I experienced, I guess, what you would consider not the Traditional kind of mom guilt. So, a lot of times when we hear about mom guilt, we hear how mothers are feeling guilty and they're not wanting to leave their kids and do things maybe by themselves or independently without their children. Like they're having guilty feelings and thoughts in that type of way. Well, after I became a mother, I actually experienced mom guilt, but in a different kind of way. I noticed how. You have to kind of social distance after having a baby, and that's almost the norm for you, and people expect that. I started to have thoughts of, oh my gosh, my friends who maybe they had like a kid like eight, nine years ago, their kid's older, or maybe my friend who has like a kid who's three years old. I'm like, oh my gosh, they were in their house, healing, having this new baby, doing all of these adjustments, essentially social distancing themselves and that being a norm. And maybe I didn't check on them enough. Maybe I didn't give them a call. I didn't text them. I just didn't see about their whereabouts enough. And so I started to have a lot of guilt of like, wow, was I just a sucky friend by not checking on them as much. It was mom guilt, but in a different Type of way. Mm,
0: that's good because I don't think we consider that often enough. That even though we are social distancing, you know, for a virus, there is some normalcy in that. For new mothers, um, for those who are struggling, maybe even with mental emotional challenges uh, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So there's some social distancing that's part of our society uh, that we don't think about. So that that's a great description of the like the motherhood side of. Social distancing.
1: Yeah. And it just kind of brought me back to that space of thinking about it where. I love seeing all the posts of like, you know, let's stay connected, let's encourage each other, let's have this sense of community. We are social beings that are meant to be with other people. We're meant to be with others. So I like seeing that people are like, okay, I wanna participate in the social distancing just so that I'm not infecting other people, but I also want to stay connected to other people at the same time. So I'm hoping that going forward, people keep that in mind. Because a lot of times when things are affecting us more so in the negative, we look for ways to make ourselves feel better and ourselves feel good. And I'm just hoping that when we get out of this period in time, and maybe people are feeling better, they're still keeping in mind during times when other other people aren't. Maybe they're a new mother. Maybe they're ill. Maybe they are dealing with grief and loss. Like If people are noticing that, I'm hoping that they'll still continue to reach out just in our society in general.
0: That's a good point. So for you, just maybe even on a personal and professional level, what are some of the struggles that... That um, that a mother out there listening um, or maybe it's another individual who's social distancing for a different reason that we're not talking about in mainstream media are those individuals that we may not think to reach out to even after um, this season of, you know, this pandemic has passed. When distancing
1: turns into isolation and loneliness,
0: because I
1: know that being by yourself, it's almost like walking that thin line of I'm alone so I can recharge, I can refresh myself and be that best version. And then there's the other end where it can kind of start to float into that isolation piece where that isolation may start to get into loneliness. And I did discuss in my post, like how I felt like I had gotten in that space at one point after having my son. It's because I was almost in that forced space of isolating. You can be around all of the people in the world and still feel lonely. So a lot of the time when I was at home, of course I had a baby with me. My husband was with me as well, but all of these different changes, I did still have a sense of loneliness. Loneliness. and loneliness is more of a feelings and emotion versus isolation kind of being like an action and a behavior.
0: That's a good point. As a mother, especially for new mothers, um, when they're social distancing, there's actually opportunity in that as well. But what were some of the productive or purposeful aspects of your social distancing, you know, the past year or so? Oh,
1: the positive parts was definitely being able to bond. So, being able to bond with my little one. Being able to heal, I, I had quite a bit of pain. I needed that time to actually be in my house. And you're aware because you were there during that time. We just had really, really, really bad weather. I also was able to be just safe in my house and not have to go out there in that terrible, horrible weather and have to worry about any type of danger or possibilities there. And also, I was just able to have my body heal. So having that bonding and connection with other people seems like it's been on the rise. And that's something that I like to see anyway. I have been having some more conversations with other friends as well. So I think there is like this heightened sense of, okay, we need to communicate. We need to connect. I have been liking the rise and all of that. So bonding across the board. So not just with my little guy or with my husband, but just the bonding with other people.
0: And I know right now people are using social media more and more. So there are opportunities in this season that maybe we're not tapping into right now, but those things are starting to maybe increase as we're understanding more and more the importance of social connectedness. And sometimes something has to be taken away for us to appreciate that thing that we took for granted um, during this season when we're being told to stay inside, social distance, even from family and friends. We don't realize the impact until it actually affects us. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So that's where I never really had to deal with isolation or loneliness or any of that until I was put into that space. There's no reason why we still can't be connected and have that community, even though it may not be affecting us directly. If it's affecting somebody that we love or that we care about, let's just continue to maybe just check on that person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We know that our listeners, they probably have other things that they're needing to get to, but I don't want them to leave and push stop on this until we give them some takeaways. So as you're talking about like social distancing, um, the new mother who needs to social distance so her body can heal so that she can bond with her child and really just figure out her new life as a mother. How does that apply to what we are doing today for social distancing? Because as you're speaking about it, I'm thinking like, wow, while the the new mother's body is healing, maybe there's some mind, body and spirit and even relationship healing that individuals can actually do now while they're social distancing. Do you have any, you know, maybe takeaways for the listeners that maybe they can start applying right now in action while they're going through this season of uncertainty and really just being home more often?
1: Yeah. I look at this time period as like your practice bubble. I use the time that I meet with my clients in our time in our session as practice. So essentially, if there's like a behavior or an emotion that you want to process, this is our period and our time in our space where you can practice that. So if you want to change a behavior, you want to work on how you're going to communicate with somebody, let's practice that. Will you figure out what that is for you and what you're looking to change and use this time period while you're social distancing, while you're kind of in the comfort of your home and practice whatever change that is. So if it is, I want to connect with a friend or a family member a little bit more, what do you want that to look like? And start doing it now. When we are taken out of that space where we're allowed to come and go as we please, hopefully you'll continue to do that. We all know that it takes 21 days to form a habit. Keep that in mind when you're doing your actual practicing. That's good stuff. So it's those two pieces that go together. People can reach out, but then on the other end, you also have to be willing to respond.
0: I like that. Um, I really like the practice bubble concept. I might steal that. Um, but <laughs> Go ahead. I really, I really like that because what you're saying is uh, you can use this time to practice skills, behaviors, put in place practices that you, you just haven't made time for. So this is your opportunity. If it's in a relationship, if it's something just with your your, your mental or your mind health, your physical health, there's so many different things that we just don't get to because of the busyness of life. Um, but not only that, that relational piece, it means that you have to be an outreacher and a good mm-hmm. responder. So that two-way street that you're speaking about, and that's something that people can start cultivating right now. So that's good. So if you had just one takeaway, like if the listeners, they've been, busy. They're kind of listening to us, but they're doing something else. But if you had like one takeaway that you would want uh, that powerful woman on the other side to really take away today, what would you say? Exactly what you just mentioned. So whatever it is that
1: you are looking to cultivate in your life going forward, use this as the practice. So it doesn't just have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in the house. There's nothing that I can do. Figure out what it is that you can do and that you can control and do it. So that when you're actually implementing uh, these skills into your day-to-day life, You're ready to go.
0: I love it. I love it. Yes. I I think my one thing based on what you talked about today is going to be the reaching out because the busyness of my life, just as a professional woman, it sometimes means that I don't reach out as often because at the end of my day, I'm tired and I'm preserving my energy all just for me and my Mm -hmm. family unit. Um, But I think if there's any season to start reaching out and checking on people it's now. Patience, Riley, my friend, I appreciate your time today. I know that you have a a beautiful son and a wonderful husband that's waiting for you. (laughs) So I'm not going (laughs) to keep you any longer. um, But I hope that every powerful woman listening today, uh, that on the other side of this, you understand more fully that you do have control over this season in very intentional ways, even if there's a lot that you don't have control over. Uh, So this is our time. This is our time to start moving more purposefully and practicing all of the things uh, that Patience Riley just shared with us today. I'm so glad that my friend and colleague Patience Riley was able to join me today. I have my takeaways from this conversation and I hope you do too. Don't forget to check the show notes for her blog and contact information. Until next time, take good care of yourself. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found value in the conversation. Keep in mind that the information shared is not a substitute for services from a licensed mental health provider or medical professional. To tap into more information, check out my blog at trailstotransformation.org. Don't forget to follow and share the podcast and tune in next week for another conversation pulling back the layers of who we are, who we want to be, and how to become her.